The Three Marvels of Wealth Accumulation. Wealthy people learn to employ these. I'll explain next on Three Dimensional Wealth Radio. This is Three Dimensional Wealth Radio with New York Times best-selling author and your host, Doug Andrews. This is Doug Andrews speaking to you, our incredible national audience, from our three-dimensional wealth studios nestled at the base of the majestic Rocky Mountains. This show is about empowering you, people, and organizations that want to optimize their assets, minimize taxes, and empower their authentic wealth. Well, folks, uh, I've been a financial strategist and retirement planning specialist now for five decades, uh, coming this July. And uh, for years, I have taught in my various books, and I have a YouTube channel with over a thousand educational videos on it. And uh, it's free when you subscribe, by the way, it's three-dimensional wealth. But I explain the three marvels or miracles of wealth accumulation. And it's important that you understand these if you want to learn uh, what makes the difference between what I call the the strivers uh, in life and uh, the thrivers. And these are the wealthy people, the top usually 5% of people that, you know, accumulate a net worth of uh, several million dollars. But they learn these three marvels or miracles of wealth accumulation. And it's interesting when I teach uh, advanced continuing education to CPAs and tax attorneys, they think they understand these and then I sort of humble them really quick and I'll share how. So the first marvel of wealth accumulation is compound interest. And if you're sitting there going, oh, I understand compound interest. Well, I ask many CPAs and tax attorneys if they have a pretty good handle on what compound interest is and what it does, and they all raise their hands, and they usually go, come on, Doug, uh, we thought this was advanced continuing education. So I pass out an eight and a half by 11 sheet of copy paper, uh, 26 pound copy paper. And uh, if you don't know what that means is when you have copy paper and it says 24 pound or 26 pounds, it means it can hold 26 pounds of weight before it gives way or rips. Okay. Uh, maybe you learned that. So I pass around this eight and a half by 11 sheet of 26 pound copy paper. And I say, okay, I want you to fold that sheet of paper in half once now fold it in half again. And uh, they see that. And so I go, now, you can't physically do this because of the folds. But imagine if you could fold that eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper in half uh, 48 more times, a total of 50 times. Now, you physically can't do that because of the folds. You can only fold a sheet of paper over in half maybe seven times uh, if you really pressed it down maybe, maybe eight times, okay? So what I ask these savvy CPAs, so imagine if you could fold it over 48 more times, I want you to write down on that sheet of paper how thick this sheet of paper would be, how how high would the stack be if you folded that sheet of paper, if you could physically do this uh, 48 more times, a total of 50 times. And we go around the room and they write it down. And uh, I ask them to share in some form of measurement, centimeters, millimeters, inches, yards, miles. And most of them say, well, three-eighths of an inch, three-quarters of an inch, six inches, uh, a foot. 
and then some say six feet, and then some, they go a mile, and they get left out of the room. The first time uh, I was given this uh, example, I didn't have my calculator on me. This was years ago, and I understand compound interest better than most. And I says, well, it's at least uh, 2,600 miles. And everybody just laughed at me. Then I stop and I say, okay, what is this sheet of paper doing every time you fold it in half? It's doubling. Double, double, double. Uh, A sheet of copy paper is five one-thousandths of an inch thick. If you uh, were to double that thickness 20 times, it would be a million 48 times thicker. Again, a dollar doubling to two, to four, to eight, to 16, to 32. If a dollar doubles 20 times, it will be a million $48,000. Well, they were shocked. And then I said, if you could fold it over 42 times, guess what? It would be from here to the moon. If it was folded over 50 times, it would be 93 million miles thick from here to the sun. If you could fold it over 51 times, one more time, it would be from here to the sun and back. Double, double, double. That is the power of compound interest. It is what Einstein said was the eighth wonder of the world. Now, Rothschild said, no, the eighth wonder of the world is not compound interest. It is tax-free accumulation, tax-free compounding. And so this is proven when you take a dollar and double it um, 20 times, it's worth a million $48,000 if it's tax-free. If it's taxed as earned, like most people in America save, in banks and credit unions and mutual funds, you pay tax every year on your 1040 tax return. In a 25% tax bracket, a dollar doubles to $2, uh, and then you pay tax on that gain of 25 cents, you only have a buck 75. A buck 75 doubles to 350, uh, and then you pay tax on that. Guess how much you'll have instead of a million 48,000 in a 25% tax bracket? You'll only have 72,000 bucks. In a 33% tax bracket, which is what many people are in, like in California, you'll only have $27,000 instead of a million $48,000. Only 2.7% of what you could have had. That's why Rothschild said, no, the eighth wonder is compounding tax-free. Not tax-deferred. Tax-deferred money, a million bucks at the end of the day, is only worth $650,000 in a 35% tax bracket. So tax-deferred doesn't cut it. You want totally tax-free. And uh, that's why I use my favorite vehicle that I call the laser fund, because it's the only vehicle in the Internal Revenue Code for over 108 years that accumulates your money totally tax-free compounding. And you can access your money income tax-free when you die at Blossoms and Transfers, totally tax-free. And uh, there's nothing else in the Internal Revenue Code that does that. And that's why you will end up with far more money, far, far more retirement income. But what's the third miracle or marvel of wealth accumulation? It's called safe positive leverage. That's the ability to own and control assets with very little or none of your money tied up or at risk in that asset. So it's sort of like the uh, three laws of aerodynamics that make an airplane fly. You have lift, thrust, and drag. Uh, Well, people can get their brain around lift. That's like compound interest. You have to have lift for a plane to get off the tarmac. Uh, Tax-free accumulation is like the thrust 
Uh, so many people, uh, they only use tax-deferred IRAs and 401ks. Like, that's like a propeller engine. If you want a jet engine, you want totally tax-free. And that's accomplished with my favorite vehicle I call the Laser Fund. But safe positive leverage is what a lot of people view as the drag. Because most people think that maybe paying interest is a drag. Well, if you do not have drag, uh, you will never get off the tarmac in a plane. You have to have friction or resistance. So let me explain drag. A lot of times people say, well, there's two kinds of people in the world, those who pay interest and those who earn interest. And I go, uh, you don't understand the three marvels of wealth accumulation. There's a third kind of person, uh, the person who understands how money works, that sometimes it's wise to pay low interest and turn around and make higher interest like banks and credit unions do. Banks and credit unions borrow our money at one, two, and three percent. They turn around and make what? Five, seven, ten percent. How much more is five percent than one percent? Don't say four. It's five times. It's 500 percent more. Uh, how many business owners understand? Would you be willing to pay an employee 10,000 bucks to do a job if if it made you an extra 50,000 would you buy a widget machine for 10,000 that made you an extra 50,000 well for years on my real estate i borrow money let's say at an average of 4.5% tax deductible interest in a 33% bracket it's not costing me 4.5% let's say i have a million dollar mortgage on a piece of real estate uh, at 4.5% interest that's 45,000 a year i can deduct that and so uh, in a 33% bracket, I'm saving 15000 that I get back in a refund or lower tax bill. And so the net cost of a 4.5% tax-deductible mortgage is 3. Uh, 3%, 30000 on every million. On every million that I, I keep out of my real estate and I keep it liquid and safe in a laser fund, I, I earn 9% interest compounding tax-free. How much more is 9 than 3? Don't say 6. It's 3 times. It's 300% more. Would you hire an employee for 30 grand that made you an extra 90 grand? Okay. So this is the ability to own and control assets with very little or none of your money tied up or risk in that asset. So these are the three marvels of wealth accumulation. Now, this is why I'm very passionate about teaching people about the best financial vehicles to employ those three marvels of wealth accumulation. Okay, and that's to be able to maintain liquidity, safety, and earn predictable rates of return. And this is accomplished with what I call a laser fund. This is Three Dimensional Wealth Radio. This is Three Dimensional Wealth Radio. The best way to become a millionaire or multimillionaire. Welcome back. This is Doug Andrew, Three Dimensional Wealth Radio. I'll explain that next. If you're just joining us in the previous segment, I was talking about the three marvels or miracles of wealth accumulation compound interest, number one. Number two, compounding or the accumulation of money totally tax free, not just tax deferred, like IRAs and 401ks. And number three, safe, positive leverage, the ability to own and control assets with very little or none of your money tied up or risk in that asset. Okay. And uh, this is how money works. 
where you can uh, use OPM like banks do, other people's money. And this is why when I own assets like real estate, I put the least amount down. I've bought many pieces of real estate with a little or no money down. I've satisfied down payments, but not uh, with my own money. I keep my money liquid and safe, compounding, usually at a rate of return uh, that's triple the uh, net cost of maybe borrowing the money on a mortgage. If I'm borrowing money at four and a half percent tax deductible, it's a net cost of three and that's simple interest. And I'm earning compound interest of 9% using my favorite vehicle called the laser fund. And that 9% is compounding tax-free. So those are the marvels of wealth accumulation. Let's talk about the best way to become a millionaire or multimillionaire. I call this winning the race to financial independence. Most Americans are sort of in a race trying to achieve the finish line of financial independence. But many times they're crawling, walking, or jogging when they could be sprinting. So let's call this race uh, the million dollar dash that we want to have a million bucks net uh, that we can spend and use after tax, after fees, after everything, okay? Most Americans are running this million-dollar dash using the most common but worst way to save. I was talking about this in the last segment, investing after-tax dollars into taxed-as-earned accounts. That's like crawling around the racetrack. A dollar doubling every period for 20 periods will grow to a million forty-eight thousand if it's tax-advantaged. Uh, taxed as earned, which is the way most people save, in a 25% bracket, it only grows to 72000 bucks because you're paying tax every year and it takes a big bite out of your potential. In a 33% bracket, you'd only have $27,000 instead of a million. That's the way that most Americans save. Now, some Americans are running this race investing after-tax dollars into tax-deferred accounts like annuities. Okay, now that's like walking around the racetrack usually because uh, you only have a one advantage. It's tax deferred, but you're funding it with after tax dollars. Uh, when you go to access that money, for example, in an annuity, it then becomes taxable and it's taxed LIFO. If it's a non-qualified plan, uh, it's totally taxed. If it's an IRA or 401k invested in an annuity, but a regular annuity that's not a qualified retirement account, it's taxed LIFO, last in, first out, meaning 100% of the interest is taxed first. Only when you dip into principal is it not taxed because it's already been taxed. If I put $500,000 into an annuity, and uh, let's say it was generating, you know, 10%. Uh, most do not do that. But if it was generating 10%, theoretically, you could pull out 50 grand a year without depleting the 500,000. But if that's what you're earning, you pull out 50,000, that's all taxable because that's the last money you're earning. The interest is the first money coming out. Uh, only if you started to gouge into the principal would that portion uh, not be taxed because you already paid the tax on that. Do, do you understand that? Now, my favorite vehicle, which I call the laser fund, uh, even if people did it the dumb way, is tax FIFO, first in, first out. If you put a half a million in it and you started pulling out 50 grand a year at a 10% uh, payout, uh, the first 500,000 you wouldn't pay tax on because you're simply recovering your basis. Very few investments are taxed FIFO. But I use the smart way that makes it totally tax-free. 
This is by sprinting. I'm getting ahead of myself here, so let me just talk about how many Americans are running this million-dollar dash race, investing pre-tax dollars into tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks. Now, that's like jogging around the racetrack with the wind at your back at the beginning of the race, if you have money in traditional IRAs and 401ks. That's where 91% of Americans, I think, are duped into putting pre-tax dollars or tax-deductible contributions to IRAs. Uh, you get a tax break uh, on your contribution, and it accumulates tax-deferred. But then when you go to retire, now you have to pay tax. And most people think they're going to be in a lower tax bracket when they retire. But most savers are not in lower tax brackets when they retire. Uh, they've been sort of going down the highway with one foot on the gas pedal and the other foot on the brake pedal, and they didn't know they were doing it. Uh, deferring, deferring, but they were killing their deductions, paying off their house. Uh, they're not contributing money to IRAs or 401ks in retirement anymore. Their kids are now gone, or if they move back in as adults, you can't deduct them anymore. If you're a business owner, uh, you don't have those deductions anymore, and Congress keeps raising taxes. So most people are not in lower tax brackets, and most Americans believe that taxes in the future will likely be higher. So why do you postpone paying tax and defer and procrastinate to some future perceived unknown advantage? So uh, that uh, only has uh, two advantages. Uh, you, you, t you fund it with pre-tax dollars and accumulates tax deferred. The big disadvantage is you have to pay tax on the back end. So uh, if you want to jog with the wind of the back at the end of the race during retirement, uh, a step in the right direction would be a Roth IRA or 401k. Uh, but if you do not think taxes are going to go up, there's really no difference between a traditional IRA and a 401k or a Roth. But if you've heard me on this show, I, I've stated many times I've never owned an IRA or 401k. Yep, never will. But I've never owned a Roth IRA or 401k. Never will. Uh, because uh, even though they're better than traditional IRAs or 401ks, they're not the best. Uh, Roths only have two benefits. They accumulate tax-free. You can access the money tax-free. Uh, and if you think taxes are going to be higher in the future, they will be likely as much as 50% better than having the same amount of money at the same rate of return in a traditional IRA or 401k. But I'm not satisfied with better. I want the best. The best is totally tax-free. I can accumulate my money tax-free. I can access it. And uh, I can participate when the market goes up and not lose when the market goes down. I don't want all the strings attached with uh, qualified plans like IRAs or 401ks or Roths where I can only put in a certain uh, percent of my income or a certain dollar amount. And if I don't use the room in a given year, I lose it forever. My favorite vehicle allows me to sprint. I can set up a laser fund to put in 300000 a year if I want. I don't have to. I could put in 30000 I can make up the other 270000 anytime I want in the future. You can't do that with a Roth. If you make too much money, you can't even own a Roth. That's why many savvy CPAs and tax attorneys refer to the laser fund as the rich person's Roth. Okay? Uh, you don't have to be rich to have one, but the rich can't participate in Roths. And so uh, I can accumulate the money tax-free. I can use indexing, which allows me to participate when the market goes up, but it protects me when the market crashes. But if I put in 300000 if I'm a business owner, and I need to access 200000 of that a few months later for my business, I can do that. There's no 10% penalty. It's, there's tons of flexibility. You don't have that with a Roth. At the end of the day, Roths don't blossom when you die. 
See, if I died uh, in an accident tomorrow, I am 70 years old. Uh, every million I might have in a laser fund would blossom to about $2 million and transfer tax-free. Uh, Roths don't do that. People say, how much does that cost? Well, nothing's free, but it doesn't cost me anything. It's being paid for with money that would otherwise go out the window in unnecessary tax on the other types of places people put money into, inferior ones, IRAs and 401ks. So, folks, I want you to sprint towards the finish line. You'll end up with more money. You will not outlive your money. It will last longer. You'll have usually double the payouts uh, than uh, using IRAs or 401ks. Every million dollars can generate eighty to $100,000 a year of tax-free income. This is Three Dimensional Wealth Radio 